Are we back up? Technical issues, my apologies. I think we're back up. Yes, alright, looks like we are back up. I have to reload this dock real quick. Sorry, my my situation, one of the connections, the one of the main connections is really janky. So if it gets bumped in, in the wrong way, it uh, disconnects. And it just so happens to have been bumped and it's right next to the mouse. So oftentimes I am the one that bumps it and things happen. So anyway, um, as far as being a little too loud for the microphone according to the readouts. As far as uh, housekeeping, that is what we have. I believe we should be good. Let's pull up the calendar so we can talk about that real quick. Um, next week, I believe is uh, potentially broadcast as well. We'll probably start a little bit later though because I believe I have plans earlier in the evening and then we should be good until we make the switch to the off season again will fall somewhere around the 18th of November so we've got a couple of live shows I think there's there's one yeah one week I think we're going to be skipping between now and the off season switch so all that being said, thank you again, nerds. I appreciate you for joining, even though uh, most of you joined this, even though it's a live broadcast on the YouTube channel, Generally Nerdy, most of you are joining in post uh, because the audio does go up on the uh, the uh, broad, the, 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 I'm words, <laughs> the other, the other outlets, <laughs> the audio outlets. So I don't do live on audio. I only do live on video, but uh, yeah. We are going to jump right into some news. I just have to switch the scene over. Aha. So it's been a week. Um, we have, oops, I opened the wrong window. We have a couple of trailers. I'm going to try and do something with at least one of the trailers this time. We're going to try and probably open it in a way that doesn't have anything on the actual screen, but I can tell you when the trailer's starting so you can follow along if you are so inclined. Um, or you can just watch me talk about a trailer because <laughs> we have two videos uh, that have come out since the last episode. One of them is the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer with Chris, Pat Chris Pratt voicing Mario. And then uh, it appears this morning we finally got some uh, 30th anniversary Mortal Kombat action. Um, I believe it's just a video, though, it looks like. So let's let's just dive into the news. Um, Elsa Bloodstone show review. Cameo by Werewolf of Midnight. Uh, nope, that's not something that uh, we're going to talk about on the live show. I got to look into that a little deeper. But uh, nope, don't care about the Mindy uh, Kaling Velma trailer either. Gotham Knights video game launches gameplay trailer. We can check that out. Uh, if there's anything new in this, it looks like we're going to get a little bit more of that Mr. Freeze scenario. Uh, Warner Brothers revealed an all-new launch gameplay trailer for uh, the game coming out on October 21st. Watch it below. Where is it below? Eh. 
I don't want to. If we're gonna, if we're gonna get, a, if we're gonna get a flag, it's gonna be for Mortal Kombat or Super Mario. That's what it's gonna be. All right, so let's just do this. Um, I think actually we might be safe to watch this one in stream. I don't know how they. Oh, that's a cool image. I really dig that. Let's see if we can open that in a new tab. Uh, open image in new tab. Make it bigger. Boop, 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 boop. That's really cool. That's still the new dragon, the new skinnier, less S-like dragon, but yeah, I dig it either way. Um, so what does it say? Let's read what the article says and then we'll get into the actual video. Warner Brothers Games and NetherRealm Studios are proudly celebrating the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat billion dollar franchise that is approaching 80 million video game units sold since the original arcade game launched October 8th of 92. That's right. Tomorrow is technically the day. Uh, over the past 30 years, the renowned Mortal Kombat series has been a fixture in popular uh, popular culture, exciting fans with best-in-class gameplay. Eh, that's arguable for a couple of the games. I, I love Mortal Kombat. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat nerd, but there is definitely a stretch of games where I would say best-in-class is not even close to accurate when it comes to the gameplay elements. Uh, iconic characters, absolutely, and imme- immersive cinematic experience while also earning numerous accolades including multiple wins at the DICE Awards. Uh, From the Academy of uh, Interactive Arts and Sciences, the Game Awards, and many others. Latest entry in the video game series Mortal Kombat 11 has been the fastest selling title in the franchise history. More than 15 million units sold worldwide, which is huge. While Mortal Kombat Mobile has amassed more than 150 million downloads to date. Wow, that's gigantic. I did not even a fraction of those people are still playing, I feel like. Watch the age restricted video on YouTube. Open that in a new tab. Don't autoplay. Don't autoplay. Okay, good. Uh, to honor 30 years of Mortal Kombat history, a new video has been released showcasing the franchise's cultural prominence across three decades of entertainment from video games to movies to animation, bringing together moments from the original Mortal Kombat game to Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate in the first live-action Mortal Kombat film uh, to the reimagined Mortal Kombat movie in 21. The commemorative video spans 30 years of bone-crushing content along with visual spotlight of legendary Mortal Kombat fighters and their different iterations from past to present. video includes Scorpion Sub-Zero Raiden. Uh, is there anything more? Classic movie Raiden will arrive. Oh, is that... That's the... Oh, that's the announcement that uh, Mortal Kombat Mobile was so excited to announce that they took an extra day. Because uh, remember, when when I did the proper episode this week, there was no big announcement for Mortal Kombat's 30th that uh, we were talking about. The mobile Twitter page had teased a big announcement tomorrow, and then I waited to do the episode because I was waiting for the announcement and it never came. Uh, apparently, it was just uh, the announcement of <laughs> classic movie Raiden coming to Mortal Kombat Mo- Mobile. Uh, furthermore, new artwork celebrating the Mortal Kombat 30th anniversary was unveiled today, highlighting some of the game modes, story mo- moments, characters, and finishing moves from the game's history, all depicted in the shape of the icon- iconic dragon logo as part of the anniversary, blah, blah, blah. All right, so let's watch the dang thing. Let's. I don't know if this audio is going to play. It's not. I believe it's muted. Let's see.
Yeah, no, it's muted. Hold that thought. Pause. Pull back. Why is it muted? That is the question. Browser page. Properties. Nope, that's not the audio we want. We want... I think that's the one. Let's see now. What do you have to say now, browser? Still nothing. Huh. It is an honor to do with you. Ooh, even sending us a little bit of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So we got a little bit of uh, Defenders of the Realm action in there, even while I'm trying to just troubleshoot an audio issue. Um, let's add an audio source and just make this super easy, shall we? Audio output capture. Output capture. I already have both of those. It should be one of those. Speakers, this one, okay. And let's try that again. There it is, yay. All right, let's start that over. I win. I, we're potentially gonna get flagged, so I'm gonna have to keep an eye on the uh, stream stats for a second, but let's go. are colliding look at that look at that uh, all so we have we have mortal kombat 11 raiden we have defenders of the realm raiden and then 11 raiden again and then we have three different shang songs we have shang song from the 95 movie we have shang song from the uh uh series the the what is the name of that dang series why am i brain farting legacy mortal kombat legacy series and then we have mortal kombat 11 shang song that's that's some awesomeness going on there impressive X-ray move. Ooh, that's even the 2021 movie. That's cool. That's cool. I want to see that again. From the very first uh, capture of them doing that move for the first time, we literally send a spear through time from Mortal Kombat 1. We have the, that is the, the Deception animatic i believe with bo raicho and then mortal kombat 9 right here and mortal kombat 10 and then mortal kombat 11 fatality oh that's crazy awesome look at this modern oh wow that was really cool too Hat toss through the ages. La bicycle kick through the ages too. 
Look at this. This is so awesome. I had to check the stats, make sure they haven't taken us down yet. Okay, we're good. But there's no announcement yet. The announcement, if it if it happens, it's going to be tomorrow, if at all. Look at this. Now streaming on HBO Max, we have Mortal Kombat, the OG movie, Mortal Kombat Legends, Mortal Kombat Legacy is streaming on HBO Max. That's cool. I mean, I have it, so I could watch it whenever I wanted anyway. And then the 2021 movie, I want it on digital. Defenders of the Realm is released digitally? I can purchase a proper copy of Defenders of the Realm? That is awesome. I, I have yet to do that because I've never seen it actually properly released, at least not in the States. There's been a couple of uh, European releases as far as I'm aware, but I've never seen a proper, even digital down. Like I would rather have the DVDs because I hate how everything is digital these days. If you can't break it, it's not yours, right? So there's that. And then you have... All right, so here's something interesting. Uh, play now Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 9, Mortal Kombat X, and Mortal Kombat 11. What, uh, one of these things is not like the others. Mortal Kombat 1 is not... I don't know that that exists on any platform right now. Like, yeah, you can fire up an old school or even like a, 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 a emulator and play it. Or if you have old school hardware and the actual game, which I have the game. I just don't have a Super Nintendo anymore. But so that's interesting. Um, more uh, WB Shield, Mortal Kombat, the Dragon logo, all related characters and elements are trademarks of and copyright Warner Brothers Entertainment. So nothing crazy there. But so that's two things. This one is very much a mystery to me right now. Why is the Mortal Kombat one alongside all of the most recent games. That seems weird. And brand new, you can now own it on digital, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. That cartoon, it only lasted one season. I even think it was only a half a season with Luke Perry voicing Sub-Zero. That's right. Uh, I don't remember his name in Beverly Hills 90210, but he was also in what uh, uh, Riverdale, right? He was in Riverdale. So that's funny. Um, I want to. I, I I gotta go. I gotta go buy that on digital now. I, now. Now I can 100% own it legitimately and not have to do like pirated versions. All right. So the reason we're spending this much time on Mortal Kombat is, and and actually we're probably gonna get into um, uh, uh, Halo in a similar way today. Because, like I said, it is, and like we've been talking about for a number of videos at this point, it is the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. And that 30th anniversary means that hopefully there's something coming around the corner. We got, and I'm still working on writing this up, and, and I'm kind of slacking on my writing, but we got uh, an Ask Me Anything with Ed Boone on Twitter just a couple of days ago. This is the third Ask Me Anything he's done in as many weeks. I'm fairly certain um and it answered a couple of questions as far as very specifically is anything going to happen for the 30th anniversary because a lot of people are thinking oh it's just that thing the the big collector's edition that really is uneventful um that has 
Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate and the Mortal Kombat 2021 movie in one bundle. Um, and that's all that anybody was like, well, that's the only thing we can 100% count on because that one is physically for sale right now. So a lot of the community is going, well, I mean, they are working on another game. Ed Boon keeps telling us in as much. And that's all we're going to know because NetherRealm doesn't do much for anniversaries. We learned that at the 20th anniversary, we learned at the 25th anniversary. Not it, There wasn't a whole lot of hubbub made about the game for those anniversaries. Sadly, it is what it is, but that is the situation so um in that ask me anything on twitter we got a couple of big things first off there is going to be something uh celebrated i i believe the words epic were used to describe the celebration that should kick off uh to some degree at least tomorrow again because saturday october 8th of 2022 is the 30th anniversary of the launch of the original arcade was october 8th of 1992 um so we've got that but we also got a confirmation from ed boone that they are working on two separate projects um so since we know that it is actually two projects and not uh, him just saying that we have multiple irons in the fire, however he phrased it in the first AMA, uh, that has led to a lot of speculation, which, again, there's there's a lot of speculation going on all over gaming right now, especially the two games that we talk a lot about here on the channel, Halo and Mortal Kombat. Um, so the speculation is, what are those two games? And True Underdog had a video the other day talking about what he thinks uh, is actually going on. Um, we actually might be able to pull that up. Let's see. Let's see if we can, because I don't think that he's going to copyright strike us. So let's go to the true underdog gaming channel. We'll get into his video about it. Canceled DLC at Boone. Finally, there it is. Uh, I guess that was last week. So that was before the AMA. So it's irrelevant. Because he, that was before the confirmation of uh, two irons in the fire. So, um, I'll go back and pause it. So the the speculation has been, well, whatever the next main game is, is what they're working on for sure. That is absolutely one of the things that they're working on. The other thing is. Is it perhaps uh, an arcade collection? Is another arcade collection? Uh, Ed Boon did mention in the AMA that he would love to see another Mortal Kombat trilogy-like game. Uh, he said trilogy two for the win. Um, that's just that's probably false enthusiasm or just wishful thinking on his part or on a lot of people in the community's part. I don't think that's going to be what it is. I do think because we have been seeing a lot of. Um, digital artists who work for certain companies who seem to have some sort of connection to NetherRealm. Uh, it looks like we might be getting a classic arcade pack, a remastered version of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and probably ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. I'd be very surprised if it was just vanilla Mortal Kombat 3 that we got an update to, or a remaster for. So I think that's what the two... Um, what the two projects that NetherRealm is working on actively right now, I think that's what they are, is 
I'm I'm hopeful that it's Mortal Kombat 12, but I think it it's almost equally as probable that it is uh an an, an injustice game as it, it's just as probable it's injustice as it is Mortal Kombat. So uh, I'm not going to necessarily say one way or the other. I do I do hope that it is Mortal Kombat 12 because I, I I would prefer that on the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. But um, either way, I'll be happy. And yeah, and then the other one I'm fairly certain is something that they are farming out to another studio that is going to be doing an HD remake of the three original games. So that is, I think, what the two projects are. And there's also reason to believe that the official announcement for at least one of these two projects will be coming by December because that's when the Game Awards happens. And Ed Boon is want to make uh, uh, announcements during the game awards he's done it multiple times in the past so i would not be surprised if we got something there i don't think we're going to see any sort of gameplay reveal tomorrow i don't think we're going to see any sort of game announcement tomorrow i think it's just going to be potentially some sort of big collector's thing that's more than just that uh ultimate 11 and the 2021 movie in one bundle i think there's going to be something a little bit more significant to that because again the word ultimate was was used um so yeah that's i think enough time on mortal Kombat. uh let's continue with the news we'll get to halo in a minute i don't want to i don't want to bore bore the, the the lurkers in the that are watching the stream right now too much oh super mario brothers that's right mm, chocolate marshmallows all right so let's see this one, I think, might get us in trouble. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Um, we're going to do Super Mario Brothers now. I, th- I think I, we might have to pause this, and I might have to open it in a browser that the um, capture card doesn't see, because I think this one might get us in trouble. But, hey, the first one didn't, so we're going to give it a shot. So the Super Mario Brothers trailer uh, for the movie has come out. Uh, we talked about the release of it. Um, we're not going to watch the entire Nintendo Direct because that would be silly. I think it's like 12 minutes, and that's just way too long for a thing for this. But we can watch the two-and-a-half-minute trailer for the movie. I've heard very mixed things, so let's hope that some of them are right. <laughs> I mean, it looks great. Wow. Wow, it looks really great. (laughs) I don't remember who's doing that voice. But this is Jack Black, so I'm super interested what that is. Nuh-uh, that's not Jack Black. And that's Keegan-Michael Key, if I remember, doing all of those voices. Or that might be Kari Payton, I can't remember. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah, we're getting we're getting flags from YouTube, so that's as far as we can go. Let's see if we can at least get to where Mario speaks, because apparently there's not much of it, but I want to hear the voice. That didn't sound like Jack Black, though. I'm super impressed with that. That did not sound like Jack Black. What is this? That is not... Give me voice. Give me voice. Give me voice. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to get the stream pulled. Yeah. I mean, again, that's just a couple of words. But... That just... That seems silly. Why? Why he's he made a point of telling the media that he's worked so hard on this voice for Mario. That's basically just his regular talking voice. If you want to do a Mario voice, we'll go just off of that line. What is this place? Right. So he says, what is this place? Uh Oh, oh, did I just bump the thing? I did not. Okay, good. So he says, what is this place? Uh, if it were in-game Mario, if we had the the voice from the, the voice actor from the games, it would have been, what the is at this place? Right? So that would have been the accent. It's, I mean, honestly, I understand. It's a little over the top, sure. But, like, that's what we've come to expect out of a Mario voice. So why wouldn't you... I mean, whatever. Uh, King Michael Key. Oh, King Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson. Kevin Michael Richardson as. Com- oh, never mind. Uh, where is it? Jack Black voices Bowser. That is so crazy to me. That one I think is worth it, even though Chris Pratt is just doing Chris Pratt as Mario, right? Yeah, that's cool. I dig it. I dig it a lot. All right, moving right along with the news. Strange Things Halloween display causes Chicago controversy. Como? Looks epic, but of course a neighbor has to complain. Let's see. Uh, leave it up to Chicago to spoil things uh, to spoil things as you can't have an epic Stranger Things Halloween house on display. What? After watching Stranger Things 4, Dave and Aubrey Apple decided to transform their Chicago home into the upside down. So they created a likeness of the scene involving Sadie Sink's Max Mayfield levitating. No worries. No spoilers. Check out the images below the end of the article. So that's the image that they're apparently trying to replicate and then... We have to open it up in... All right, let's open it up in Instagram, shall we? I mean, that's cool. Why would... Who's going to call the cops on this person? That's so cool. All right, so those of you on the audio... It's legit, like, it's a dummy. It's obviously a dummy. But they suspended it somehow above their driveway. So the article continues. 
However, due to how popular the Halloween display has become, 2.7 million TikTok views, one neighbor has complained, which might see the Stranger Things uh, Halloween display taken down for good. Wow. Dave and Audrey are going live tonight on their TikTok, TikTok with the final update. Yesterday, we were planning to tear down planning our teardown wrote the couple on instagram today we woke up to a flood of overwhelming support telling us to wait the couple continues talking with the local police department other neighbors the association community leaders we've made unreal progress message adds wednesday october 5th is an important day we're not going to let one crazy neighbor ruin the fun the amazing families that's cool update the couple announced on tiktok we cannot thank the world enough for the incredible sport our new hours are friday 5 p.m to 10 p.m saturday 5 p.m to 10 p.m and sunday 4 p.m to 9 p.m until halloween so it's kind of like a christmas display there's a there's a local christmas display uh in probably most areas i think but definitely in my area where they have they like they have a, a an FM transmitter where they play music that they have their entire house they we, they're called the Griswolds it's not the actual name of the people but that's what they call themselves uh, much like Christmas vacation right so um they like you the people walk by or you drive by there's there's a line for miles to drive by these people's house to look at their display for Christmas. So this is just something like that for Halloween. So interesting. Somebody's always got to ruin the fun. She-Hulk shows off Daredevil battle. Charlie Cox officially back as the man. So I hear I'm not watching She-Hulk. Uh, just not a show. I watched the first episode, didn't really hold my attention, so I didn't stick around. But I have been told and I have heard that the the episode that introduces Charlie Cox as Daredevil um, kind of teases that we might get this really awesome battle. And then all of a sudden, She-Hulk steps in and it, it, it is no more. So is that what this is talking about? Charlie Cox officially backs the man without fear as first look at She-Hulk versus Daredevil has been on. Oh, so he's going to be battling her. That's cool. Really fun time with Tatiana and the chemistry between those two characters. The back and forth was so much fun, Cox told E.T. at the recent D23 Expo. We got to see new side of Matt Murdock said to him where he's kind of enjoying his role and having fun and flirting. Interesting. That might be enough to get me to watch this show again. Uh, Tatiana is amazing. Absolutely love her. She's a talented actor. Cox told Deadline. Wanted to work with her for years to get this opportunity to work with her. But these, as these characters, was really fun. I can't wait to see the episodes. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it said there was a video. I don't see a video link. That's, is this it? Must be. This must be it. Play... This is the... Isn't that where... Oh, maybe not. No. Nope. I mean, the, the back and forth to them works, but, like, this is CG mess of a fight. 
that's just, that's going to be just more of what everybody complains about for how Marvel movies end. It's always a giant CG battle that oh, I might as well be playing a video game and like actually engaging with the thing instead of watching it because that's disappointing. I might I might still watch at least the episodes with Daredevil because that that looks the the dialogue works the look does not dc comics new york uh, comic-con includes batman nfts super oh the schedule let's talk about let's talk about this schedule shall we so the d uh, dc comics announces N- nycc schedule which includes the Batman, NFTs, Superman, and more. Let's uh, check out the NFT comic book. I don't care. Legacy of the Cow. This is the NFT comic book, isn't it? Batman versus Brainiac. Yeah. Basically, what it seems to be going on with New York Comic Con and the same with San Diego Comic Con is that these sample people from California are attending and ruining things for everyone. <laughs> these same people from California. Yeah, it sounds about right. All right, here we go. Uh, DC at New York Comic Con. So Thursday, we have Explore the DC Multiverse, which is DC and the world's greatest superheroes, uh, the home for fans, great in storytelling, blah, 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 blah. Huge event in the future. Uh, un- DC Universe Infinite uh, Harley Quinn's 30th pop-up celebration oh boy Jim Lee and Friends DC is highlighting some of the incredible talent and showcasing the biggest books coming out of DC this year and next uh, Superman panel we got Gotham City panel. Find out what's next for the famous and infamous Gotham City and its denizens of supervillains and superheroes. And that's it. That's not much of a schedule there, DC. So I think this one is the... Where does, Where's the NFT one? Nothing here is NFTs. Silly. Um, Ironheart rips off Iron Man in Black Panther 2 footage. All right, let's get reasonable with this one. Let's let's all right, let's uh, we'll get into the article first just so I know what they're saying because I think this might be a, a, a straw man here. New Black Panther Wakanda Forever footage of Riri Williams aka Ironheart confirms a huge rip off of Iron Man. Duh. The basis of her character is that. So, uh, and it, so if if what they're talking about is what's in the picture, I, like I said, we're going to get to the article, but if what they're talking about is what's in this picture, like this is a convention. They created this convention for Tony Stark, sure, because he was the only one with a super suit to begin with, but we also got it for Don Cheadle when he was in the uh, War Machine suit. We saw a very similar thing. So it's how can it be written? off if it's something that Disney Marvel has created as a means to show the person inside the suit communicating with whomever the AI or people outside or you that seems really silly but again that might not be what it is uh, let's continue reading uh, fans have taken the Ironheart footage featuring Dominic Thorne and posted it side by side with Iron Man footage where it's actually an exact mirror image of previous footage of Robert 
Downey Jr. as Iron Man. All right, so if it was an exact replica, A, there's, there's, there's a number of issues with that statement. First off, we are much closer on Robert Downey Jr.'s face than we are, uh, I'm sorry, Dominic Thorne's face. B, she seems to be having fun while he seems to be very serious. Like, there's a number of issues with this statement. Come on, guys. Uh, so we see Kevin Feige and the filmmakers intentionally went out of their way to replace Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. That is not... I mean... In a way, sure, but it's not the, the it's not the what is the the argument the white replacement theory. It's not that. That's not even kind of what's happening. Robert Downey Jr. is no longer under contract by Marvel Studios, so yeah, he's been replaced because he is no longer employed. <laughs> they killed off his character in this universe, so they have a protege of to a certain degree. They have a protege character who acts similarly to him that makes sense whether or not like the protege character is going to be written well it still remains to be seen whether or not she's a, a capable actor very much still remains to be seen but like this is this is really grasping at straws guys uh, and look at Iron Man footage and sync the Iron Heart, blah, 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 blah. They look exactly the same. In the comics, Riri is a teenage girl who steals Tony Stark's tech, and for some reason, she's allowed to keep the technology, which, if you think about it, makes no sense. That's true. That's a valid statement, uh, as that would be the equivalent of a child soldier, or even worse, as a child is allowed to have and use weapons of mass destruction. How responsible of the Avengers? Absolutely. Da Dominic Thorne is 25 years old. She looks much younger than that. Uh, so it seems doubtful Riri Williams names you be a young girl, but as we see in the footage below, she is still meant to serve as a replacement for Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Yes, of course. Uh, which, of course, fits Kevin Feige's woke approach. Yes, that's also true, but, like, that's... That is not that does not inherently mean it's bad. Like that is the implication here is that her her casting as Riri Williams or even the fact that they brought Riri into the MCU, they're trying to make it seem like it's inherently bad. Like and I feel like that's such a lazy argument. Yes, it's lazy and and I totally agree with uh, young Ripa. Um, that it's it's tokenizing characters because you're just replacing them with somebody who checks other social boxes. I 100% agree with that. But inherently, you can still have, even though it's tokenizing, it's the tokenization of a character, even though that is true, you can still write that character to be effective and to be well-written and well-rounded. Like, there's... It, it, it's... The discomfort with these things does not make sense to me. Oops, I just opened another window for no reason. All right, so continuing on. Uh, Captain Marvel movie replaced Marvel. Of course it did. In the comics, in more ways than one, uh, I think that needs to be run through an editor one more time because that doesn't make any sense. The Captain Marvel movie replaced Marvel in the comics in more ways than one. Also retconned Carol Danvers as being responsible for the creation of the Avengers. I don't think I don't think that's what was the what the implication was. I'm pretty sure it still was uh and again, I only kind of half watched Captain Marvel, so I could be misremembering this, but pretty sure they still gave it to uh uh Samuel L. Jackson. Oh lord, I just forgot the his character's name. 
Um, um, I'm a dummy. Somebody's going to yell at me in the comments, but whatever. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character. <sighs> and just for that, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to do it off of, off uh, camera real quick. But yeah. So. Um, I, I think these are not very strong arguments for why people are disagreeing with this course of action. I think there is plenty to disagree with. Um, Nick Fury. Good Lord. Thank you, Google. Okay. So I think there's plenty of, there's plenty of reason to be disappointed with a lot of these choices. I don't think this is necessarily one of them. I think this is, this should be expected considering the choice that was made. Um, continuing on though, uh, Avengers Endgame ruined Hulk and Thor for all time because they are mas they are masculine characters. Yes, this also is true. Black Widow is a self-admitted uh, Me Too movie. Also true. <clears throat> One that replaces Taskmaster Taskmaster with a female character, uh, yet uses a male stuntman. Again, also true. Shang Chi insults and makes fun of the Asian community, as evident by the fact Shang Chi had a lower box office in South Korea than both Black Widow and Eternals. That's funny. Um, I still haven't watched Shang Chi. I have little interest. I hear the choreography is fantastic, but the overall story is forgettable and irrelevant to the larger MCU picture. So, meh. Um, Eternals is Feige's woke disaster. Yep, that I, I also have not watched Eternals. I know exactly what happens because I read about it, but I'm I don't think I'm going to spend money on that movie. Doctor Strange is one that I haven't seen that I want to, but I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer on Doctor Strange. I, I believe it's streaming now. Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness booted, booted its original director for the sake of wokeness. Are we just going to beat the woke drum this whole time? Good Lord. Um, Tom Hiddleston Loki is replaced by Sylvie. I, how is this confirmed? All right, let's open this up because I don't remember that happening. I remember Sylvie being in the series, but I don't remember Hiddleston saying that she's going to replace his Loki. <clears throat> uh, Mark Ruffalo, Tom Hiddleston, passing the torch to their respective Marvel characters, Loki and Hulk. News follows their fellow Avengers actors doing the same, which includes Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Chris Evans, Captain America, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, Jeremy Ritter as Hawkeye. Regarding Tom Hiddleston passing the Loki torch, Hiddleston recently attended a panel at Disney Plus on Wednesday. When was this written? Uh, March. So this happened in March. A Royal Television Society where it sounds as if the trickster days are numbered via variety as it is assumed Sylvie will be the new Loki in the MCU. Uh, quote, I am a temporary torchbearer. Uh, unquote. Hiddleston said of sharing the character with D. Martino, as well as Richard E. Grant and and an alligator, all of whom play Loki variants in the series. I've always thought that it's a great role. It's an archetype, the trickster god, agent of chaos. I'm just here to interpret that for the time. Uh, Loki has been here for centuries and will be here for centuries more. And I'm just stepping into that silhouette for now. So he didn't say that it was going to be her specifically that's taking the torch it could be somebody else 
it's unknown if Hiddleston will be back for Loki season two. We are we know now that he's going to be back for Loki season two. So I don't know. I've, again, I feel like we're grasping at straws here. Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop. All right, uh, I'm over it. Moon Knight is actually pretty decent, but in social media posts after the series concluded, Marvel confirmed Layla replaces a male character from the comics. Why not create new characters? That's true. Uh, I don't. I don't see that as ripping off whatever uh spawn movie gets joker captain oh let's check this one out that's news this went up uh when we uploaded this week's episode regular episode Tom McFarlane's Spawn movie continues moving forward as the flick now has Joker and Captain America 4 writers. McFarlane announced the news with video released on social media that in an article published by The Hollywood Reporter. Spawn will be written by three scribes. Scott Silver, who wrote the billion-dollar Joker movie and is writing the sequel, Joker, Folly Adieu. Uh, and Silver also writes eight, uh, also wrote... Again, editing, guys. Also wrote 8 Mile and The Fighter. Malcolm Spellman is on board and wrote Marvel's Captain America and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus series, which I actually dug by and large, uh, and is currently writing Captain America 4 starring Anthony Mackie. Uh, Matthew Mixum is described as a rising screenwriter who came up the world of documentaries and has directed and directed 20, 2017 music documentary yesterday was everything about the hardcore band misery signals Ooh, i'd be interested in seeing that uh reunited 10 years after their debut album spawn will star jamie fox we already know that and that's Nothing else new down here. Just talking about Jeremy Renner playing Twitch and yada, yada, yada. Singaporean Chinese immigrant destroys DC Comics biracial Lois Lane. Okay. <laughs> Good Coco. All right. Comic book artist Shane Davis and wife Yanzi Lin respond to the girl taking over biracial Lois Lane graphic novel from DC Comics. Uh, so DC Comics continues with its woke approach. Uh, these guys, I mean, eventually it's going to bite them in the ass. It's kind of already biting him in the ass because sales keep going down year after year. Uh, uh, to its characters, the latest is that Lois Lane has been race swapped into an Asian America American. Uh, Sarah Kuhn, writer of Shadow of the Batgirl, is penning the young adult graphic novel "Girl Taking Over," a Lois Lane story which reimagines Lois Lane as an Asian American teenager. "Quote, y'all, I got to write a graphic novel for DC Comics starring biracial Asian American Lois Lane." Unquote. She tweeted. This is a glorious collaboration from me and fabulous artist at Jovi, Jovilet, Jovaletti, I guess. Uh, out April of 23 is the tweet that she sent. Uh, Shane Davis and Yanzi Lin respond. Former DC Comics artist Shane Davis and his wife, Singaporean Chinese immigrant Yanzi Lin, spoke about the comic in their YouTube channel, Talking and Drawing with Shane Davis, which offers insights and more into the comic book community. I think that's pretty cool. Previous video, Davis also confirmed uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is looking into DC Comics, which is a, probably a good thing because it's not, hasn't been making them money for years, apparently. Uh, quote, hello, guys. I'm Shane Davis, 20-year comic veteran. 
I'm here with Jan Dielen, and today is the day we're talking a little bit more about Decimated DC, as once again, they decide that they need to either change the sexuality of their characters, or in this case, the race. Yanzi was bringing this to my attention, says Davis. Now, this is a YA novel that, from my understanding, depicts Lois Lane as, uh, as what if she was an Asian American. So that's the thing. So that's the one thing they've all, we've always needed in Lois Lane is to change her race, unquote. Yanzi Lin continues and says Asians don't need representation from Hollywood and the Western world. So, all right, I'm over it. I'm just, yeah, we're not going to, I don't care. <laughs> uh, Black Adam box office tracking for 55, 75 million. Shows off every epic battle. All of this is unfortunate, but now we're into territory that we have already covered. So let's go to uh, Sean W. Sean W. And see if we can... Yeah, so we're talking Sean W. So more video game rumor stuff. Um, Talking about the stuff about halo and and what's coming down the pike for for the series and the franchise and this is the guy that actually broke a really big rumor in the community and that is that the battle royale that has yet to be officially announced by 343 industries um is in fact been pushed back that pushback has uh been due to them changing engines so originally we were supposed to according to all of the rumors we were supposed to be able to access battle royale from inside halo infinite because they were going to be both on the same engine that was supposedly going to be easy so uh Sean has sources inside of 343, it sounds like, or very close to 343 somehow. I don't think he means in a physical respect. I think he means like actually know people at 343 if they're not 343 employees themselves. Um, and he he was told months ago that we should be seeing the Battle Royale announced sometime in 2023 for release at the end of 2023, which would put us approximately a year after the open beta starts for Halo Forge, which is kind of just barely enough to keep this game afloat. Uh, well, he talked about a week or two ago about the fact that that battle royale that he was told about is now been pushed back because they are leaving the slip space engine behind. We covered this in the most recent episode proper's uh, rumor section, so that's not necessarily new, but he gets into a little bit more detail as to why he why he believes that and also some of the other surrounding rumors as far as specifically Halo the Endless, um, what that is, because he believes it is a brand new Halo game, and so we're going to get into this real quick. Uh, I think it's all front-loaded for Halo Endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here he's talking about... This is the trademark for Halo the Endless. Um, This is the things included in the trademark. So what he's talking about very specifically is... Oh, and we can go back where he's got it highlighted. 
Right there. Online entertainment in the nature of computer game tournaments, conducting online contests, arranging and conducting components via the internet in the field of video games, organizing sporting events, competitions, and sporting tournaments. So it's talking about new multiplayer elements as it pertains to this trademark. Uh, also, it talks about here up in the goods and services part, it talks about downloadable game software, computer game software, video games. These, these are all keywords. These are all to cover their asses. So oftentimes trademarks are filed and this, I don't think that's exactly the situation here, but we're going to get into that. So oftentimes trademarks are filed uh, so that somebody else can't trademark a thing before the company who's actually making that thing uh, can get the thing made, right? So if I'm making a game and we're going to call it Horns because Halo and Horns, right? So if I'm making a game called Horns and it's a multiplayer game and it has some brand new multiplayer option that's going to be groundbreaking and I don't file the trademark for whatever this groundbreaking thing is, then somebody else files the trademark for it because it leaked out of my company or I have a disgruntled former employee or, you know, insert scenario here for why somebody would do this. But if somebody gets wind of this thing that I'm working on with my company and they file the trademark, then in order for me to do this thing, I have to pay them for the trademark, even though I thought up the original IP, right? So a lot of times, big companies and 343 Industries is a subsidiary of Microsoft, which is one of the three biggest companies in the entire history of the world, um, they're probably just kind of taking the shotgun approach with this trademark in a similar vein for why they would for for why companies tr trademark things that they don't ever use. You'll often see big companies just trademark stuff in case someday they might do a thing. So that is a, another potential reason why this trademark was filed at all. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that Halo the Endless will be something. Um, he is dead set on this something being a brand new game because and he kind of that's right here. All right, so now his argument is that in this vocabulary, again, in this vocabulary, it says that there is going to be a multiplayer component to Halo the Endless. And again, yes, 100%, that's probably likely in respect to the fact that it is connected to Halo Infinite. So they have to have that vocabulary in there just to cover their bases. We won't know until it officially gets announced. Um, and also, potentially, the Endless could just be... There's there's possibly another thing that they're going to trademark six months from now. Um, I, I think it's wise... Uh, and then here's where he's talking about... Let's get to that. So Joe Staten, uh, one of the producers on here, he did an interview relatively recently kind of talking about things going on behind the scenes at 343. And this is what Sean had to say for the breakdown for that. And we'll get into Sean's breakdown. 
Alright, skip. It's really not, though. <laughs> All right. So we're going to stop it there. So uh, what is Joseph Staten saying? He's saying that somebody that he's in charge of campaign and multiplayer. Right. So if the endless is and, and and also i think the point i wanted to make with this is the endless is probably a major halo infinite event is what i think is going to happen so um they will launch the endless it will be an addition to campaign it will also open up multiplayer in such a way that is to hopefully a point where it probably should have been at launch but uh that's very likely because uh, Sean also broke the timeline for each season, what, we're, we, what we are to expect for multiplayer for each season, up through, I believe, season six. And part of those seasons, part of those launches, that we're getting new weapons, we're getting new uh, vehicles, we're getting new maps, we're getting all of this stuff. So very potentially, The Endless is going to be the impetus for some of that, if not all of that stuff, uh, and also something to round out the campaign experience in in such a way that Joseph Staten is talking about. I don't think that it is unreasonable to think that Staten is exclusively talking about Halo Infinite and things that are directly related to Halo Infinite in this interview. Nothing about this interview says very ex explicitly anything beyond that. Uh, and... I, I haven't watched this actual interview with Staten. It is an hour and a half long, so we won't be talking about it here in this video, uh, but very potentially we'll be touching on this again on Wednesday's episode. But I, we, we went back a little bit because I, I want to also make a comment on what uh, Sean's about to comment on here because he's he's an analyzing the way Staten is talking in a way that I don't think it's... Um, consciously deceptive. I think he's looking for something, and and so he has confirmation bias when it comes to what Staten says. So let's let's go back to what Staten is saying. Oh, oops, that's the wrong button. That one. No, that's not what was said. The stuff we've got up and running today, the players can play. He's like, he's 
putting those two, one of them was the end of a statement. The next was the beginning of a statement. There is a period there. It's not, it's not one sentence. So I think that is a thing that he's being dishonest with himself about because he's, he's not listening to what Staten is actually saying. So he says stuff that the players can play today and stuff that we're working on behind the scenes. Uh, uh, no, it's stuff that players can play. We're going back. Just the vocal inflection says that that's not what he's saying to me. And multiplayer free-to-play, we already know that Halo Infinite's multiplayer is a free-to-play model. So again, there's nothing new here. All right, and then the other big point that he touches on in this is uh, something Staten said earlier in the development of Halo, and that is that they had to scale things back. Uh, so we didn't end up cutting... So Staten said in this interview with Forbes, or said in something that Forbes is quoting, rather, uh, Tech Radar, I think, uh, the, t the team went through a lot of iterations on scope and uh, biome variety before I joined. Even after I joined... We had to make choices about where to scale back. We didn't end up cutting that much ultimately from the open world, but I know from the original designs there was a pretty significant scaling back of what the team had hoped at one point that they could deliver on. So we know from more recent interviews with Staten that what he's specifically talking about here is not slip space engine specifically because that's the it, that's the inference that sean w is making in his video is that uh the reason he thinks the endless is something else is a new game that is going to be built in unreal engine which makes sense like i do think the next actual game will be built in unreal engine so i i totally agree with that point of it i just don't think that's the endless because what Staten has said, the reason they had to scale things back was because they were trying to do a multi-platform uh, launch. So in order for it to fit on uh, the Xbox One hardware, they had to scale things back so the Xbox One could handle it. So in order for it to go out on Xbox One, Xbox Series, and on uh, the PC... They had to scale things back so that Xbox One could handle everything the same, or similarly anyway, as to what uh, the series consoles could do, because those are significantly po more powerful. So yeah, I, I, that, I just wanted to touch on that real quick, because, I mean, it's... it's that the reason why he made the video is so that we could have that conversation, right? So, uh, oops, I'm screwing with my mouse over here. Um, all right, so let's move into how long have we been streaming? About an hour. Let's get into. Um, we'll check out the news. Metal injection. Music news, music news. Slipknot's new vinyl has the wrong album title on the cover. What? Uh, 
That's funny. Oh my god, that's funny. If you pre-ordered Slipknot's new album, The End So Far, on vinyl, you might have noticed there's a sticker over the album title on the cover. Peel that sticker off and you'll see that the original jacket has the title, The End For Now, Ellipse. That's funny. Below the band's logo, which is not the album name, one Redditor posted a photo of the vinyl with the sticker removed, while several other buyers have confirmed they've seen the same thing. That's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> Also reports that the misprints have songs, uh, Dying Song, Time to Sing, uh, just simply named Dying Song, and Hive Mind, which is separated as one word. That's funny. And so far as the final record of Slipknot's contract with Roadrunner Records, where the band doesn't seem like they were too happy lately. In a recent interview discussing the band's future, Taylor said of their now former label, Roadrunner is not what it used to be. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, It's not even a shadow of what it used to be, so there's no real urgency for us to stick with them to do anything. Because of all the people that started with are gone, and they were fired in very unceremonious way to that point, we're the last couple years. Uh, I didn't read that wrong, did I? And they were fired in a very unceremonious way to the point where the last couple years. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) All right, so. Uh, Other music news. Mike Patton offers his advice on being a vocalist. Goat Horse shares favorite horror movies. Oh, that's cool. Sun O... Announces U.S. tour as a duo. Huh. Usually a trio. Tenacious D, Pearl Jam, King, Gizzard, and more contribute unreleased music to pro-choice compilation. Of course they did. There's way too much music uploaded to Spotify every day. That's just like YouTube. Halo Effect streams Isan remix of Shadow Minds. That's cool. Roadrunner United is teasing something for next week. Oh, okay. Let's check that out. And then we'll check out the weekly releases, too. All right. So, Roadrunner Records was projected, uh, was a project headed up by Roadrunner. Let's start that over, shall we? (laughs) Roadrunner United was a project headed up by Roadrunner Records in 2005 to celebrate the label's 25th anniversary. The project released an album called All-Star Sessions and featured 18 tracks overseen by four, quote, team captains. Slipknot drummer Joey Jordanson, Trivium frontman Matt Heafy, Fear Factory guitarist Dino Casadas, and Machine Head frontman Rob Flynn, with, with performances from musicians like Glenn Benton's Glenn Benton of Deicide, King Diamond, Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth, Mikhail Ackerfeld of Opeth, Peter Steele of Typo Negative, amongst a ton of others. And it's a fantastic record. It is so freaking good. I love that album. Uh, now it seems like maybe there's a second one on the way, or at least something tangible Gently related to the project. Both Roadrunner Records and Roadrunner Records UK have posted teasers on their Twitter relating to the Roadrunner Record Roadrunner United the concert release also in 2005. Yeah, there's videos of them performing some of those songs live. It's pretty dope. Um, with the hashtag hashtag Roadrunner40. So maybe there's a show announcement coming to celebrate the anniversary or a second Roadrunner United, maybe even a show given they're using the Roadrunner United, the concert logo. That would be very difficult to do because some of those people are dead. Very specifically, Joey Jordanson. <laughs> um Weirdly, both the North American and UK Twitters tease the date uh 10, 11. 
2022, which or 2022, which could be either October 10th or October 11th, depending on which country you're in. How is that? What? Uh, but given the All-Star Sessions came out October 11th, 2005, we're guessing the former. That would make sense. How is that dependent on which country? Oh, because, gotcha. It could be October 10th or November 11th because Europe does the date, uh, the day first and U.S. does the month first. I guess that makes sense. Huh. Yeah, if you've never listened to it, you absolutely should because those are some stellar tracks. Danny Elfman and the Locust stream Cruel Compensation Remix. Bleed conjures up early Deftones on new single Killing Time. Ooh, we are going to be talking about that on the on the next proper episode. Wednesday 13 talks 20 years of fear, new album Horrifier, memories of Joey Jordanson, and why Alice Cooper is his main influence. Uh, we will probably be talking about the Wednesday 13 record too. I'll probably listen to... I, would, I don't know if I'll get the whole thing down, but... We'll get there. We'll get some of it at least. Ozzy Osbourne launches limited edition beauty collection. Oh boy. Uh, Guns N' Roses rehearsing what seems to be a new song. Interesting. New single from <laughs> Steel Panther. Uh, next Testament album will feature a ballad. Why is that news? Someone was grating cheese onto other people at a show. That's hilarious. Pussifer announces limited edition vinyl for every city they're touring in. Oh, that's really cool. Let's talk about that one real quick, shall we? Pussifer is about to drive vinyl collectors completely insane with their new idea. The band is creating a vinyl variant of their latest record, Existential Reckoning, unique to each of the 27 cities they're touring in this and next month. Each variant is limited to 50 copies. Oh my lord, that's those are going to be stupid expensive and just continually get more stupid expensive. Uh and will be marked by a custom sticker each night. Go see one of the shows and grab a record at one of the below dates. And if you're not into vinyl or leaving your house, you can check out the two live streams Pussifer has coming up. Uh, wow. So there's some tour dates for Pussifer. It looks like October 13th starts it in San Francisco at the Warfield. That's a pretty noteworthy venue. And then Prescott, Arizona, 11-22, so November 22nd, the Yavapai College Performing Arts Center. And then many dates in between. That's really cool, but also really infuriating if you're a collector. <laughs> Um, where are we going next? Where are we going next? A fair amount of new music. So very likely this week's uh, regular episode, next week's regular episode, rather, will be full of new music to talk about. I'm still trying to get the shorts out for the last two weeks worth of new music reaction response things. Um, Seven Dust Lejean Witherspoon on Nickelback's Chad Kroger saying they're too good take us on tour <laughs> oh are, are we about to see a nickelback renaissance are people gonna start thinking nickelback is okay again that's an interesting thought isn't it melvin's and we are the asteroids sludge it up in new york oh that's a show review that's cool um dark tranquility finally reveals what the thing is on the damage done album cover goat horse 25th anniversary 
Wolfgang Van Halen tracking second album. Oh, I've heard about this. Let's talk about this. Let's get into that real quick. And then I think that's going to uh, round out the news portion of today's broadcast. But um, so there is an AI generated music video for Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun. So we might have to mute the um, tune, but I think we can at least watch the video. Let's uh, I'll pull this up just to be sure. All right. So I'll, I'll try to keep the audio on at first. And if that doesn't work, then I'll just mute the audio and we'll go that way. So Black Hole Sun, but every lyric is an AI generated image. Let's check it out. I mean, technically, we don't need the music in order to appreciate images. It's just better that way. In my eyes, indisposed. Oh, that's cool. I like that. No. Right there. How is that indisposed? That's similar to that one that won the um, art contest in Colorado. Disguises no one knows. That's oh, that's cool too. Lies the snake, snake pit that becomes a guy's arm. I just, I probably like AI art a little too much. <laughs> My girlfriend gets grumpy about it. Oof. <laughs> uh oh, what was that? <laughs> That's cool. Wow. All right. I think I think we that's probably enough. Oops. I'm opening things that shouldn't be opened. Keep clicking the wrong buttons all the time. All right. So, yeah, I, I think if we watch much more, then we're going to get another YouTube flag. So uh, this is something you should check out on your own just because especially if you're digging the AI generated art. Um, also, in that vein, um, let's do this because we talked about this when I originally found it, but I feel like since we've been talking a little bit more about um, AI art, what is it? This band, yeah, I am. This band isn't real. Uh, this band isn't real. This is a, if you, if you do the Twitters, then this is something that you should follow. So the titles of these albums, so it's, it's album title and band name are generated by one AI. And then, uh, the album art, the image that gets posted with that album title and band name is generated by a different AI based on the title and name that's generated by the first AI. So uh, all band names and album titles generated with GPT-2 and then album covers generated with Big Sleep and Stable Diffusion. 
So it's there's some really cool stuff in there and just keeps getting better as Stable Diffusion and such gets more strong and better at doing the arts. So that, my fellow nerds, is definitely where we are going to be ending the first half of today's broadcast. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, those of you that are actively watching, though just lurking in the chat, we will be coming back in a moment to do some gaming. Uh, I honestly haven't played games in two weeks, so I'm definitely going to be really rusty. So it's, you're going to get to watch me die a lot. And uh, yeah, everyone else that is listening or watching this in post, this is where we end. And so we'll see you in the next one. Before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here. And tune in Wednesday for the regularly scheduled episode. We'll see you then, nerds. <laughs>